1: 376 people should have a role in the safety that's going on on that campus. New York they did not ask for
2: migrants they declare a state of emergency.
3: We're all for our migrants crossing the border unless they come to our city. Then we're not ready for it. It's unfair to us.
2: PayPal finds users for promoting what they call You can't let a non-bank lender at the size of PayPal just discriminate against people.
3: We'll
1: school district is suspending its entire police department, saying it made the decision after recent developments have uncovered additional concerns with department operations. They finally did the right thing. Kimberly Rubio has been fighting for accountability since her daughter Lexi, 18 other children, and two teachers were gunned down at school.
2: is hard to say that the district has asked for more officers in order to fill the gap Left by the suspensions.
1: Next week, the school board will meet to discuss the superintendent's retirement. And as for who will be patrolling Uvalde schools, the district has asked the Texas Department of Public Safety to send more officers, vowing that student and staff safety will not be compromised.
2: This Uvalde parent says, "It's about time the district did something." Other than that, um, we've been we asked for from the get-go, you know. And, and Former Dallas long. Independent School District Chief Craig Miller says the officers that were suspended should not have a role in the safety of the Uvalde District going forward. There were 376 people who were present uh, on that day in May 24th, and none of those 376 people should have a role in the safety that's going on on that campus. Miller goes on to say that he's surprised that the suspensions didn't happen sooner. I'm not really
1: surprised
2: at all. As a matter of fact, I'm kind of surprised that it didn't happen earlier. This Texas law enforcement expert says it will take time to rebuild trust with the community. They need to know that those officers are honest, are trustworthy, are sincere, and are going to do what it takes to serve the community, no matter what the circumstances, no matter how dire the circumstances. The length of the school district police suspensions is not clear. Meantime, Uvalde District Superintendent Hal Harrell also announced he would be retiring. Turning to the war in Ukraine, a bridge linking the Crimean Peninsula with Russia was heavily damaged on Saturday in an explosion that caused a partial collapse, crippling an important supply artery for Moscow's war effort. Nobody immediately claimed responsibility for the blast, which killed three. A speaker for the Russian-backed regional parliament in Crimea accused Ukraine, but Moscow didn't apportion the blame. However, Russian authorities say the explosion was caused by a truck bomb. Meantime, experts say that explosion has risked an escalation, In Russia's eight-month war, with some Russian lawmakers now calling for President Vladimir Putin to declare a counter-terrorism operation. CNN's Frederick Plagton says Moscow believes that the rail line on that bridge is partially up and running, but
1: it's a major blow to Russian morale. The Russians are scrambling to try and get the Crimean Bridge up and running again. Here's what we're learning. Satellite images taken shortly after the explosion show the Kerch Bridge engulfed in flames and thick black smoke rising into the sky. Russian investigators continue to say the blast was caused when a truck exploded, causing part of the roadway to collapse and several train cars on the railway track to also blow up. While Moscow says the rail line is back up and running, few cars are able to pass what's left of the automobile section of the bridge, causing massive traffic disruption. Russian authorities say at least three people were killed in the explosion, but it's also a major symbolic and strategic blow to Russian President Vladimir Putin's war effort in Ukraine.
2: Retired Air Force Colonel Cedric Layton says the explosion on the bridge is significant in Ukraine's war effort against Russia.
4: This was hugely significant because this bridge connects uh, everything here. So let's take a look at the map. This is the uh, lower area of Crimea is right here. This is already Russian territory and the bridge is right within the circle right here in the town of Kerch is right there. Uh, so this bridge is really a masterwork of engineering. And for that reason, because it connects Russia with Crimea and then into goes into Ukraine, allows for people to go into Ukraine, that makes it so much better for the Russians to move their products, move their weapons, move their troops into a war front. With that gone, it becomes much more difficult.
2: However, Layton does say that the bridge explosion opens up Ukrainian cities for retaliation.
4: It won't just be Zaporizhia. Zaporizhia is right here. The city of Zaporizhia is actually in Ukrainian hands. Part of the province of Zaporizhia is in Russian hands right now. And of course, the nuclear power plant is right here. Uh, We can expect the Russians to attack along this front. Potentially, they may try to do things in this area as well, which the Ukrainians uh, got in the northeast. And even remotely possible, but even around Kyiv, there's a possibility for something like that to happen.
2: The retired colonel explains that Russia's weakening world posture is impacting how countries like China and the U.S. are interacting with countries that were
4: once part of the Soviet Union the former republics that are now independent countries that belong to the old Soviet Union, and each one of them has really moved in its own way. One of the key things that has happened is the Chinese have gotten agreements with Kyrgyzstan and Uzbekistan to build a road and railroad through their territories uh, to avoid Russia. That was something as part of their Belt and Road Initiative, uh, and it's something that uh, the Chinese have actually avoided doing because they didn't want to offend the Russians. Now, they don't seem to care about That so, this is a significant development, and just one aspect of this. But because the Russians are losing control over these areas, other countries, especially China, but even the United States, are trying to gain influence in all of these countries right now.
2: On Friday, New York City Mayor Eric Adams declared a state of emergency due to the thousands of migrants being sent from the southern border states. Since the spring, Adams says that New York is expected to spend about one billion dollars by the end of the fiscal year, helping the new city arrivals. Many of those migrants are dependent on government aid because U.S. law prohibits them from working in America. At a news conference, New York City Mayor Eric Adams says financial help is needed from the federal government and state to handle the influx of thousands of migrants being sent to the city from the southern border.
5: It is straining the limits of our ability to provide care for New Yorkers in need, and it is burning through our city's budget. We expect to spend at least $1 billion by the end of the fiscal year on this crisis.
2: Adam says in the next few weeks, a migrant relief center in the form of a giant tent city for 500 will open up on Randall's Island, but it may not be enough.
5: I am declaring a state of emergency in the city of New York and issuing an executive order. This executive order will formally direct all relevant agencies to coordinate their efforts to construct the humanitarian relief centers, we are also suspending certain land use requirements to expedite this process.
2: Adams also says the federal government has to do more to help with the influx of migrants at the southern
5: border. Local government cannot be the solution for national crises, especially manufactured crises. We now have a situation where more people are arriving in New York City than we can immediately accommodate including families with babies and young children.
2: The New York City mayor told reporters the shelter system is near the breaking point in his town.
5: We will be over 100,000 in the year to come. That's far more than the system was ever designed to handle. This is unsustainable. The city is going to run out of funding for other priorities. New York City is doing all we can but we are reaching the outer limit of our ability to help.
2: John Solomon is a political commentator and journalist and joined the Salem Radio Network saying that border state governors have managed to expose the hypocrisy of many Democrat-led cities who claim to be sanctuaries but do not want migrants in their borders.
3: What Ron DeSantis and Governor uh, Abbott have managed to do is to expose a not-in-my-backyard set of double standards for Democrats, which is we're all for our migrants crossing the border unless they come to our city. Then we're not ready for it. It's unfair to us. Uh, And I think that uh, they managed to take a story that most of the media have tried to ignore, the border crisis, and now put it on the front pages while also exposing Democrats for not really wanting to care for migrants. They're they're glad to have them in immigration states. I think it was the D.C. mayor said, oh, we're not a border. We're not equipped for this. (laughs) No one's equipped for two two million plus um, uh, illegal migrants coming across the border. But Texas and Arizona every day have to deal with that crisis.
2: Solomon goes on to say that many Americans will have the hypocrisy of Democrats on their minds in the coming midterm elections.
3: Even liberals like Bill Maurer are calling this out, saying, hey, what what, uh, Governor DeSantis has managed to do is prove this hypocrisy on the left. And I think that that's the message most Americans are taking right now.
2: An Italian heritage group in Pennsylvania vowing to appeal a judge's ruling allowing the removal of a Christopher Columbus statue from a Pittsburgh park. Daybreak insider Julie Walker has more on this developing story.
3: Attorneys for the Italian Sons and Daughters of America argue Pittsburgh's mayor doesn't have the power to override an ordinance passed by the city council in 1955 that cleared the installation of the Christopher Columbus statue. On Friday, the judge ruled that because the statue is in a city owned park, it represents government speech and can be removed. The statue has been vandalized numerous times and is now wrapped in plastic. I'm Julie Walker.
2: Congressman Jim Jordan of Ohio is suggesting that Congress should refuse to reauthorize national security surveillance authorities when the issue comes up next year. Since 2020, the congressman has been pushing for reform of the Foreign Intelligence Surveillance Act, or FISA, due to allegations of partisanship at
1: the Bureau. No, you've got to have reform. I mean, remember what happened four years ago, summer of 2016, The FBI launches an investigation and spies on four American citizens associated with the presidential campaign. And to make matters worse, they further spy on him by going to the FISA court to to spy on Carter Page, and they lie to the court 17 times. So we have to have reform. I think that's paramount. What we don't want is a clean reauthorization. So we're going to be pushing for reform.
2: FISA created a framework for physical and electronic surveillance and collection of foreign intelligence information. And Many in Congress, not just the Ohio congressmen, have demanded FISA reform after Justice Department Inspector General Michael Horowitz released a report highly critical of the Justice Department and the FBI for at least 17 significant errors and omissions related to FISA surveillance in 2019. PayPal has reversed its stance on a policy that would have fined users $2,500 for spreading misinformation. A statement released by the company read, in part, quote, A notice recently went out in error that included incorrect information. PayPal is not fining people for misinformation, and this language was never intended to be inserted in our policy. Our teams are working to correct the policy pages. We're sorry for the confusion that this has caused, end quote. Blake Masters, a Republican senatorial candidate for the state of Arizona, joined Fox News and said a sort of bill of rights needs to be created to protect consumers from big tech companies. We need to uh, ban
1: companies at that level, at that size, especially if they're touching banking or if they're in social media, we're going to ban these companies from discriminating against users because of the political content of their speech. That's how we treat the phone company, right? Verizon can't go and listen to you and I have a telephone conversation and say, "Ooh, that's too conservative. No, let's, let's shut it down. They'd probably love to do that. We won't let them do that. So why on earth aren't we regulating Facebook and Google in that same way?
2: You can't let a non-bank lender at the size of PayPal just discriminate
1: against people and decide what's misinformation and fine them? No, I'm sorry. We should make that unthinkable. And we're going to make that illegal once we take back uh, Congress and the White House, certainly.
2: Restrictions are returning to telemedicine after it exploded in popularity early in the pandemic. Daybreak Insider's Ben Thomas has
1: more on what's being discussed. The Alliance for Connected Care, which advocates for the use of telemedicine, says nearly 40 states and Washington, D.C. have ended pandemic emergency declarations that made it easier for doctors to use video visits to see patients in another state. Now hospitals are warning doctors not to practice medicine in a state where they don't have a license. Some states, like Virginia, have created exceptions for people who have an existing relationship with a physician, and a few, including Arizona and Florida, have generally made it easier. But doctors say the patchwork of rules has led some to shut down out-of-state telemedicine entirely. I'm Ben Thomas.
2: And finally... McDonald's has launched a Happy Meal for adults and it's already sold out in many of the fast food chain stores across the country.
1: Time to get your happy on. McDonald's has released the adult Happy Meal. Uh, It says you get your choice of a Big Mac or a 10-pack of McNuggets along with fries and a drink. No booze in the pack, but you do get one of four collectible toys.
2: The meal comes in two varieties, a Big Mac box and a 10-piece Chicken McNuggets both with fries. The box meal also includes one of four collectible toys, which have sold on eBay for as much as two hundred fifty dollars. However, not everyone is a fan of the adult-sized boxed meal. The McDonald's employees are having a hard time. Fortune.com here quote: Employees are venting. McDonald's employees are venting on social media. Quote: Y'all stops ordering. These adult Happy Meals, they're going crazy with the adult Happy Meals. New adult Happy Meals are killing me. We ran out of boxes the first day we had them, ran out
3: of toys the second, and then the third day we had to say, the truck isn't coming till tomorrow. It's not
2: been fun. Leave these McDonald's employees alone. If you're interested in one of these adult meals, don't despair. Not all McDonald's have sold out of the meals, but you might have to travel to find them in stock. If you download the McDonald's app, you can see a location near you, and if it has, sold out, as the meals will be then listed as currently unavailable. Subscribe to the Daybreak Insider podcast at Apple or Google Podcast, Spotify, or SalemPodcastNetwork.com. Get our companion Daybreak Insider newsletter each morning at DaybreakInsider.com.